0: Now, i said say a few things this morning before coming immediately to the message, and I'll try to say something that the Lord carries. I'm still alive and I'm here tonight for what we hope to be the last service. Two things that I wish to say quite right quickly. I will never have left the pulpit, having been the guest of an under-shepherd of the Lord, or this the second time. All happy to believe that this pulpit is in blessed hands, and the truth will be proclaimed. And second, to this Sunday morning audience, you ought to count it a privilege to have a part in the ministry of this local assembly. Ms. Bonnet and I I will have been preaching if I got my year's right to September thirty-eight years of thirty nine. I let's figure that up. And we've been comparing the church in Ashland, Kentucky, and this one I haven't quite decided which we're gonna join. going to join. have to have four children to join the other. But What a blessed experience it has been for this preacher, by the providence of God to come to know you and to be with you. Your standards are unreachable, thank the Lord. I do not detect a spirit of legalism. I do not detect a spirit of pharisaical self-righteousness, but I do detect a striving to represent a holy gospel and a holy God to the limit of your ability. And I thank God for it. I covered a good hearing tonight. I hope you'll see the picture by Brother Williams. I hope I'll have an opportunity to meet him. I've heard much of him. Now, am I being heard? Way back there. The lady on the back seat. Do you hear me as I speak now? Thank you so much. They tell it on me when I haven't got a thing to say. I'm loud when I got something out to here. I'm low. <laughs> but I can't. I've never been able to correct that. There is one particular thing that distinguishes the United States of America from every other and any other nation on top side of God's
1: earth.
0: That particular distinguishing thing is this, that America has become the land of sudden death. Men who are gifted in, and spend our time accumulating facts and statistics, assure us that something has happened in the last thirty years to make America of all the nations on the earth the land of sudden death. We are assured, and I'm sure, that the men who engage in that tell us the truth that every time two people in America come to death, one of them comes suddenly. If we could face that, as I want us to try to face it this morning, that every time in America two people pass from this earthly scene into whatever is out yonder on the other side. One of them does so without any time to pray, without any time to seek the Lord, without any time to set his spiritual house in order, if he might. Men get in an airplane today and head for Los Angeles and wind up in the hands of the living God. Men take a bath now. In order that their bodies may be made clean, slip and dash their brains out on the back of men, start across the street to buy some groceries, and they have a head-on collision with a car, and the car wins, and they are ushered out into his hands, who created you and bought you without any time for what we call preparation. No other nation is like that. One is reminded of the old patriarchs, a man like David or Jacob, who will dispose of everything, arrange for all of his children, and then, as he turns his back to the wall, sets my time to die, and go to sleep with his fathers, having had time to arrange all of his affairs, but not so in America. I wonder why that's so. I think the language of the scripture this morning explains it. Proverbs 29 and 1 says, He that beeth often reproved, hardness his neck shall suddenly be destroyed, annihilated, not disposed of, but ruined, and that without remedy. It is a matter of history. <clears throat> that there has never been a nation of people that has been so blessed by the reproof, ministry of the holy God, joining the issue, facing in with the eternal controversy between the holy God and sinful men. No other nation has its Experience the reproving ministry of the Holy Ghost like men and women in America. And that's at once the most blessed thing that could be said of a man or a congregation or a home or a church. And at the same time, it is the most dangerous dynamite this side of eternity. For God is not to be trifled with, and eternal verities are eternal in the consequences of them. And it is a principle that runs through the entirety of the dealings of a holy God with men and women. That light, sin, against brings not only darkness but gross darkness, and it is true that the most dangerous thing on earth a man ever did was to be under the public or private proclamation of God Almighty's gospel in the anointing of the Holy Ghost. For no human being can ever be the same. For time and eternity, no matter how weak the vessel or the preacher through whom the message of God comes, you can't hear from heaven never be the same again. Oh, you live in the city of which it's prophesied that it'll go faster than any part this side of heaven in the next few years, in this awful rat place of men and women with more money than they ever dreamed of. Everybody got some under five cars. Everybody got two, three air conditions. Got air conditions in your car. You've got this, you've got that. You've got good jobs. You've got everything. Amen. And I know nothing about any other congregation firsthand. In the Houston area, but you've got at least one preacher that I know of. I don't have any more, but I know that is faithfully, as a voice,
1: bringing God's truth to
0: this community. You better get you a job
1: somewhere. Nobody told you to move to Africa and go as far as you can by plane, then by jeep, and then by mule, and then walk, and then cow to
0: the deepest
1: jungle in
0: Africa, and take a shovel with you and dig a hole in the very center of the darkest place on earth. Now, if you've got the whole dog, to cover yourself up. And the to, to get away from life. For your place in hell will be never as bad. If you've lived in Africa, never heard the name of the Lord flow than to have heard it. Harden yourself against his demands and experience the truth that God will not suffer forever in a body treating lightly his demands for his son. For God does bear out this scripture. He that being often reproved, hardness his neck, shall S H A W L, no doubt about it, though the stars fall, shall all the powers of God behind it, all the powers God behind it, yes, too, shall be destroyed. And that destruction, when God begins to cut men off, is utterly, utterly without remedy. Dear old Methodist Sam Jones, you folks live in Houston ought to remember that name. They took in the Saloon Keepers and Big Shops at Galveston, that's not far right away from and they took old Sam Jones and little it blew down the main street of Galveston, outside the city of Galveston. And told him not to come back. And the next day, the famous Galveston flood wiped the city off the map. They took John Wesley and tied a rope around his long hair, and held the rope and whipped him through the streets of Manchester, England. That's still a graveyard of the gospel for this good hour, oh, how many people am I speaking to today whom the holy, long-suffering, merciful God has been kind enough to deal with you, hadn't cut you down, perished you, wouldn't leave you alone. Wouldn't let you settle down in your nice little religious hiding place. It kept whipping you out every time you settled down to rest. And yet today you are a stronghold of rebellion. you set against the claims of King Jesus. I warn you this morning for something of a heaviness of heart, you're headed not for a peaceful death. You're going to be cut off some of these days and go from Pasadena to hell without even time to pack your suitcase. Brother Preach, you're trying to scare me. You did right, brother. I wish I could. I'm facing with the fact God Almighty cuts men off. Not men who had no life. If they could be, that's not so. Not men who had little life. Not the hot and hot in Africa. Not the cool in China. But the man who's been often reproved. Cut him off. He's cumbering the ground long enough cut him off. I'm so glad that God Almighty didn't create this world, build a hell and a heaven. Eternity he is to succeed time. Give men a short time down here where the issues will be decided as to where they'll spend eternity. I'm glad he didn't do that go and go fishing. And that he still approved men. For as I know, he just got one little message. If you skip that, no matter, no use two or the other. The only controversy I repeated this morning, I think I'm right, there's just one controversy between the Holy God and men and women, and that's who his son is and what his son has done. And what God demands from every human being, because of who His Son is and what His Son has done, I read in the Scripture that it's expedient for you that I go away," said the Lord. "For I go, I go away, be another one; the one who comes alongside. God manifests in the flesh once, now in the spirit." He'll not come, and if he doesn't come, he'll be bad. But when he's come, he'll reprove. He'll reprove. He'll
1: harass. He'll count on men's tails, And he'll dig on three sides, That
0: must already pass. What God will do about sin has already been told. When he laid it on his son, you mean to have any doubts about whether God Almighty will punish him? Just close your eyes and with other eyes, just shut in the grip of the holy God, crying out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And answer, that Thou art holy. And he's in the hands of God. That settled it, brother. And righteousness, oh. He'll dig it, men, unless you become as perfect as Christ and as good as Christ. God going to send you to hell. He'll measure you not by your opinion, but by the perfection that is in Christ Jesus. But he digs, first of all, of sin. Why? Because men get drunk? Oh, no. Because men do this? Oh, no of sin because you believe not and Everything heads up there. Get everything else settled. Still, God won't pay the issue of the hours since Eden's garden. Is the royal plans and demands of Almighty God on all human beings about his son. Kiss the son God says, lest to be angry. And do it, your are That's the issue. And he reproves me, and... right here. And you want to say, well, this is getting too tough here now. Let's talk about some merit. No, no, this is it! <coughs> No matter how much
1: you clean up and do this and that, you are the
0: rest of the issue. And the Spirit of God sticks to the last. <laughs> by, by your the illical language. Believe
1: in Christ, I mean that
0: The heard it about him and bowed to him. For the rest of your day. That's the issue. And I thank God that although the Spirit seems awfully angry, and it seems like just having to snack and you can hear the crying of the agony as He runs,
1: <laughs> him and
0: grabs him, and pays him to this the fire. I thank God that even now He hadn't quit. He reproves many money. But men, and this is utterly unbelievable, but in the theologian, whatever that is, this side of eternity, that doesn't just have to throw his hand and say, This just can't be. But it is so. Men, little bitty old king in are able. To bow their necks, clench their fists, and grit their teeth, and run off and hide behind an alibi,
1: and crawl into a place of refuge,
0: and successfully bow the reproving God and levy the hell to the hell. I can't understand it. But men men are able to do it. And ask me to unravel that, it's just so. It's just so. Men do harden themselves against God. The... Oh, how tragic. In Oklahoma, God killed seven deacons who were bucking the meeting and making fun of the gospel. He killed them in three days, every one of them suddenly. Great fear came on the community.
2: The revival
0: fire began to burn. The Spirit of God began to work in tremendous fashion. And yet one night, as we stood the sing back in the back of the house, a dear wife could be heard waving above the singing Husband, please resist no longer. And then this little a year old girl joined, and with a wife on one side and the girl on the other. I didn't try to stop it. I don't want to get sore the dark on so tell the spirit when he's breaking over. 13 year old girl John. Bless your heart, that man will succeed at doing this and almost knocking them both down. And right there into the vestibule, old 13 year old girl followed him. It was summertime, the doors were open, and he ran down the high steps and down the court town with this 13 year old girl. Following the girl, he said, Please, God, quit running from God. But so he outdistanced her and went on down to the nearest joint. In 15 minutes, he is in hell running from the claims of God, resisting the retreating of the Holy Ghost. In the northern city, after the benediction been pronounced, is a giant tabernacle, big to high platform. I finally go down the front, some of the people shaking hands, and God, I got hurt. somebody tugging at my coat and I look down. Little three and a half year old, gift of God, curly golden hair, beautiful girl. He's tugging at my coat. I looked at her and she lifted up her arms. I picked her up. She put her little arms around my shoulder and began to sob. Oh, by bye. I want my daddy to be Three and a half years. Is that Carter? Yes, say a little girl. Didn't know what she was talking about, maybe not, I don't know. But she knew the hell of the home. <laughs> I want my daddy to take the old I want my daddy to get saved. Just sobbing like a hard day, Just me, my mother, sobbing. She took the little girl out of my arms. And I said to her, I said, now, you do the best you can, see to it that your husband's listening, three o'clock. I was on the radio. He wouldn't listen on the radio, but he wouldn't start me about a church house. I'd been to his house with the pastor a number of times. He took delight in cursing God. purposes. No less than six times, I can remember, he ordered me out of his house. Oh, he was tough. The only time he'd ever listen I was on the radio. Sometimes he was, oh, he had all the answers. He was tough. And this little girl saying, I want my daddy to say, it came to pass in the providence of God that he listened. And about the middle of my message, I asked the radio audience to pardon me. I wanted to send, I thought, last warning with proof from heaven to a man that I hoped was listening. And I said, there's a man I think listens down to my voice now. You won't attend, the line says. You take the lie, showing how tough you are. You order God's preachers out of your house. You're to proud, you wicked. If your little girl this morning came and broke our hearts. says, with her little chubby arms around my neck, she brought a message on heaven's phone. Oh, Brother Bon, I want my daddy to get saved. I said, Sir, I think that's the last the proof you'll ever get. I know I said I said, get down there by your radio. Tear that old wicked heart of yours out if you have to. And so and God's King. You know what he did? Got up, snapped the radio off, got his hat, slammed it on his head, gave me a curse, kicked the radio, cursed his eyes, (laughs)
1: stopped the door,
0: went to the nearest tavern. In less than an hour, a man pumped his body full of blood. He is yonder in the hands of a God who warns he that being often reproved hardens his neck,
1: up oh, his neck. Oh, 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 oh.
0: There's your will for you <laughs> shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without many. God approves men and women. Thank God. Thank God. But he warns that he will not always keep digging around the same tree. And it's still a while. If that tree does not bring forth fruit that glorifies God, when his long suffering has come to the boiling pot, God Almighty faithfully warned, I'll cut it off without winter. I want to remind you this morning that the God of the Bible makes no apologies for us. He kills people. He killed Peter. little man, but Tandy, got the gut now, and got whiskers, you know, and said, so Run along, kill him, he be bothered. He killed Peter. Oh, the God and follow the Lord Jesus Christ, according to the Holy Writ that's endured all the wiles of men to get rid of it and haven't been able yet. The God of the Bible, restore the world and apologize for it.
1: and and two, three, three, four, and
0: one. And in the hell, God did it.
1: All his
0: souls were saved, and they were the household of Noah.
1: Where did we leave the incarnation of a God, who does not Apologize
0: that when his birth has come to a head,
1: when the long suffering that thou
0: would become, giving his amen to sin, he does not apologize. Believing a record that in his holy wrath he wipes the the tree billion people off the earth, he In with it with one fellow stroke, and sent him to hell. He must be holy. He's a holy God. People tell me, well, I just can't accept the God who kills people. Well, get you a little God who don't go on to hell, but the God who so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son is the same God. He killed three billion people. At least as many people that tell us were alive as they are now. And he wiped the whole outfit off and sent them to hell. Oh, the God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, the same one who so loved. He sent fire and brimstone. He didn't pause, i have never had for this He left the record of it for you read. Amen. He wiped the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah and all the little suburbs. Yeah. Utterly off the face of the earth so that no man gets need an to find exactly where they were. He did it. He killed yeah. He killed people. I won't to speak on to tonight if I can. I'm not certain about it. But the God of the Bible found some little boys we're not willing to follow God-anointed human leadership, get it now? Wow. This generation of spiritual outlaws say, I'll follow no man, yeah, yeah you're going to hell. Yeah. And they had some of that in the Old Testament, and God Almighty, you knew what he did? He killed 26,000 people that opened up the earth and dropped them into hell without even time to get a suitcase packed yeah. or a toothbrush to carry along and send them to the hell. Oh, this poor creature knows that I make a mess when I try to get anybody in this awful hour in piety and very off with familiar now with God. We are on nice terms with him. There's no reverence. Oh, he's such a nice little fellow. But that's not the God of the Bible. I was telling you. No. The God of the Bible kills people. He's at being from the fruit. I miss his neck. What's going to happen to them, brother? They shall suddenly be destroyed, and that's without remedy. Mordecai Ham, the days and God powers on him came to the town where my wife lived most of her life. Who's my wife? of forty businessmen boycotted. the meeting. He got up publicly. He said, "Every one of the forty men will be dead, accidentally, suddenly, tragically, within a year." They were. They were. God killed every last one of them. That's the easiest place to hold a meeting and eat men I've ever been in until this good hour. I've been there three times in a great church. That fear of God that ten years ago. Those 40 deathless men that bucked God, bucked great life. God killed them. Oh, Him. Mm-hmm. Sam Jones his last message from this text in Oklahoma City. He just spent the time quoting the verse and telling about how he seemed God do what this verse says. And he pronounced the benediction. Didn't have time for an invitation. Jumped into a carriage. They held a train for him a little while. He finally got to the train. Went in the Pullman bush. Sat out on the bus. Dog tired. Reached over with his hand to untie one of the right or left shoelace. Pitched over in the aisle there, as if to say. By my death, I illustrate the fact that men and women are in the hands of God. He doesn't have to so to a great deal of trouble to wind this business up He cuts me off. And he just took over the sound of glory. Oh, you're in the hands of a God who cuts men off. The scriptures say in Acts 17 we live and move. And have our being in Him. You cannot draw a breath to utter the same implication without the providential God giving you the breath to cursing you. Oh, I wish I could get it into my system. Maybe little allow it I hope in this generation, and that willingly will take care of God at some convenient time. I wish I could remind you that the Scripture says that your breath is in His hands. You cannot be gone. God, He gives you the strength to do it. We mankind actually live, and every move they make, and their very existence is in Him, in Him, in Him. It is not true that men ought to be sent to hell. But it is true that every last one of us ought to have been in hell a long time ago and nothing but the mercy of God is keeping us from being dropped in the hill right through this door this morning. I can tell her when God Almighty has got it written down, you'll his books for some lost man this morning, When he's going to cut you off, kill you, get rid of you, burn you. You've got there long enough He's blowing me a of unbelief and rebellion in his face long enough. And they, you will do what it says they'll do. Cut you off. Cut you off. Boy Jackson, you come here, please, sir. You're sweet. This is not a joke. And you please, sir. I'm going to ask you now if you want to make some money. I know you need it. I'll give you $500. I'll give you $500. I haven't got it, but I can borrow it. I'm not joking. I'll give you $500. You walk from there to that back door without God. Now, ain't nobody knows you could make it. The devil came to the Lord one time. Maybe he thought this was like this. The Lord wouldn't take him up, but maybe. You're a little smarter than the Lord. And you need $500? All right. Just tear out there and say, Now, God, I don't need you. I'll I'll do this myself. You want to tackle it? Now, this isn't for your ways. I mean, I wish we'd get this truth over somebody this morning. Don't you think you could make it near that door without God? You don't, actually? Brother, you live. Thank you, dear one. And you may And you have your vision. I doubt not that he could make it, but I ain't fixing to try. But I don't know. I don't know. All oh God has to that next bear old oh, bad, you living in God's world like you can get along without me. You've you too, created yourself. I gave you
1: life.
0: You've you, you. to. It's the strength. No, sir. I gave it to you. No one in the hands of God will move and live and exist. Then you'll exist and move and live just as long as God chose mercy and doesn't cut you off. But the God of the Bible cuts men off. He that's being often reproved, Fired at his neck. Shall suddenly be destroyed. And that without mention. On the 22nd night of December, there since, in the city of Detroit, Michigan, a woman sat beside a young woman, I'll never forget it, on the four floor benches from the front. The Christian woman, I presume, was on the edge, and the young lady by we stood and began to sing. I noticed that the woman put her hand on the young lady's shoulder, and that it made—and she said something—and made the young lady extremely angry. And I couldn't help it. Until I get to the judgment, I'm mean, going to keep on believing that I was under orders, and I had to go down oh, all big old high pope, this big old tabernacle outfit. And everybody took out, you know, and watched me, but I couldn't help it. And while they sang, I went down those winding stairs. Get
1: away! Get
0: away! I said, Lord, I ain't got a thing or anything to say. But I walked on. And I I, I didn't have anything to say, but I had to go. went down and started walking. I said, Lord, you've tell me what to say. You wouldn't say a word. And when I got there, I looked up. You didn't tell me there's no hell. I saw it.
1: I never got to say word.
0: The young lady beat me down. She said, Lord, Lord, me I said, as you wish." That's all I said. Of course. I had to keep my shut. If you invoke, I, we'll be, 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 we'll
1: be, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be, we'll be,
0: we'll be, 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 we'll the name of him, we will be we will the we will the the will be we will be we will be we the be we will wanted one to, to start lunch, and I did. On the first day of January, that's the 22nd of December, I remember she and her fiancé were in her coupe, little coupe, and they were driving through the traffic of Detroit, Michigan to have New Year's lunch. And they had what the Detroit he first published the next day an accident. The little coupe and the big old five big car ran head on. There were eight people as I remember in the big car. Not a one of them was hurt. A young man, fiancée was not hurt. He was instantly killed. The papers talked about meeting a death accident, but she didn't. I know exactly what happened to her. One time, my Lord got his disciples and him up to the tomb that she ought take this message. And he said, Don't
1: that to explain, my sister. He went
0: down there and they through the city. The business is coming, judgment is coming. Hey. And then he gave him this precious promise He that heareth you. How is a man going to hear from God now? He's coming by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Your pastor says, Keep on or go to hell, one or the other. That's it. He that hey. you, you have to hear from some lips of crazy. me, hey. brother. Sit on your hand and tell the devil to we'll go back to hell. Oh, I apologize to no my friend. When you hear me, watch out. You're hearing from God. He's a care no. That's what God a doctor care of me. No
1: apologies,
0: please.
1: When oh, I'm oh, always a father, I'm not sure.
0: And king, all hell may spread. What announcement proclaim it? He that heareth you, heareth me. But the verse continues He that despises, preach like that. Take like that. Take You despise me, said the Lord. He that despises the preacher of the witness despises the Lord Jesus. If he despises the Lord Jesus, despises the God of the universe. Who sent me? And when I walked down that aisle, and she looked me at the face and said, For Christ's sake, leave me alone. Ladies and gentlemen, she wasn't just talking to me. she's talking to the Lord, Lord. And on the first day of January, he just left her alone. That's all God had to do to send you to hell right now so we can have an invitation. Just take his hand off of you. That's all. They'll drop you in the sea. God answers that prayer. Oh, Pastor says this congregation didn't make near as many as you should. If you get in there and get playing, in will a lot of you. Act like you know the Lord. you made over 3,000 visits a month for our camp. Well, keep on. Remember, if you with God's message, you don't go alone. And remember, it's full of dynamite. They despise you. They despise him. Remember, if they hear you, they hear him. Oh, and they hear him. You he ask a while, cut me off. It's a treat, lightly. Treat, likely, those who bring the message. Don't ever give up. The last word, this destruction without remedy. When God cuts you off, that's it. That's it. Bad enough when a daughter, father and mother, said, Don't come home. You're no longer our daughter. Bad enough. But when God Almighty, unto his arm of power, to take your act at that boy it's utterly without remedy. That's it. That's it. That's it. White L. Moody brought what proved to be his last message in Kansas City, Missouri. He didn't know it, of course, but he never preached again. He was in the municipal auditorium in Kansas City, Missouri. That message was proved to be his last one. He preached on excuses, little trifling excuses, and try to lay the blame for their damnation on the whole way of God. And he began to unravel them. There was his invitation. As he finished preaching, he said, How many people here in this auditorium wish to send a telegram to heaven? God in heaven. On this, in the name day, in the Municipal Auditorium in Kansas City, Missouri, I have heard your humble servants press your claims for your son on me. God in heaven, I wish to be excused. Mr. Moody said, let's wind up this battle. Let's come to me in and all this foolishness. Let's just do business with God. Let's just send him a telegram. Now, be honest, for one time in your life. Come on out and open for just one time in your life. And just say, God, tired this, I beg to be excused. I will not bow to your demands for your son in my life. I won't do it. That's it. He said, I want you to stand. Well, nobody did. By standing, but yet the judgment will find out how many of them did it in their hearts. And then he said, All right, how many people here wish to send out a telegram? Said the line's open. It's open. God in heaven, on this certain day, in this place, I've heard your humble servant press upon me the claims you have for your son and your demands. I beg not to be excused. I beg to be accepted. And I turn myself over him, who with eyes like this I've never seen, but in faith I turn myself over to your son and say to him, take me and break me, and if it pleases you, save me." And the people stood. the good providence of God, this is next to the last time perhaps I'll face you. I come this morning and ask you to send a telegram to God. God in heaven, on this 11th day of July in the year of our Lord, 1965, I've heard a little preacher. Saying over and over again, there's just one controversy between over God and me, and that's the Son. He says, i made him Lord. He said, there's no life anywhere except in him. He says, he's the only one who gives eternal life. He says, all of my love is channeled in him through my Son. And he's tried to say and over again, it's a matter. Of bowing to God's proclamation, kiss my son, bow to the son. That's what means to receive them. That's what that word is you so you to accept him. For what it is. How many of you this morning? One sends out telegrams, I ain't going to do it. I will not do it. I'll go back to my church where I intend to be a Christian and spend my life trampling His holy all under my feet. I will not come under to the Lord Jesus Christ. I just won't die. And I want God to know it. Come on, be on. I doubled over there to be honest once in sent I mean they us send a telegram to God. And rather than come in everywhere the service and read dedicated and said, Why don't you bow to Jesus and get this thing called? Don't quit healing your wounds, sparking, bubbling around with God by a cold surrender. If you don't intend to die that great big will you put say you got. Come
1: along right now.
0: Don't want anybody to look at me. Leave me alone. I don't want God and nobody else fooling with me. The sky is cast. I will not bow to the Lord. Nobody understand? stand. I mean, I'll meet you to judgment one time. I tried to get you to be honest. Stand up. Be honest, at least i might help you a little in hell if you're honest. Quit hiding. If you're wronged, I've come to the moment of invitation. And in the people this morning who say, God and heaven, on the 11 day of July and the year of our Lord, 1965, in a building where the Congregation of Greenwood Baptist Church in Pasadena, Texas, meets for worship and so forth. I've heard a little old preacher demand in your name total surrender A coming to an end of all hedging. Yes. Yes. shall out.
1: Yes. Show out.
0: And I come and cast myself on him. He's got a right like to do in as he pleases, but I'm on his hands, I surrender. Come, saying, Lord, if Thou wilt, Thou canst make me whole. Who you knows that what this morning in grace and mercy He might say, Okay, I will. Somebody awake wake me no personal work but have to assure him something happened. The Lord is it. And he said, the Lord, you'll me. The Lord, the same. me. That's my message. I'll meet you when all I was in under the judgment. And now, while judgment stays in Christ Jesus' name, I demand unconditional surrender to the Lord. And now the
2: this Reformation audio track is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. SWRB makes thousands of classic Reformation resources available, free and for sale, in audio, video, and printed formats. Our many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog,